This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our preview series show which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. In this case it is away at West Ham United. A difficult fixture in the past for Arsenal especially when they used to be at Upton Park but things have changed and now they reside in the London Stadium but they aren't there tonight. Of course they are playing in Belgium uh, this evening playing against Ghent in the UEFA Conference League meaning that they will have much less time to recover and prepare for Arsenal's arrival on Sunday. We'll be talking about that and plenty more, of course, with our fantastic guests that we always invite from our members' Discord server onto the preview show. Let's introduce you to them all now. First of all, it's Chris. How are you doing, Chris? You good, you well? Uh, very well, thank you. Yeah, pleased to be back. I'm excited for the run-in. Absolutely. Me too, mate. Me too. Also joined by Marcus, sporting a very fetching piece of headwear. How are you? I'm well, and everyone else, I hope everyone else is as well. Absolutely. And uh, always fantastic to have a debutant on the show. It's Matthew. How are you doing, Matthew? You good, Joel? Um, I'm well. Um, it's good to be on and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, Matthew did say he was slightly nervous before he came on, but he's going to smash it. He's going to be absolutely fine. <laughs> the rule is, if Chris can do it, anyone can do it. So uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's where we're at with this. Lovely stuff. Speaking of which, Chris, you said you're excited for the run-in. Is this one of the games in which it gives you the least amount of nerves ahead of the, the last eight fixtures? No. To London derby. I, I mean, it's, you know, the, the, by the time we get to the end of this, I'm going to have no fingernails and I'll be an alcoholic, you know. it's, we, it's Every single game is going to be, be the next question. <laughs> Sorry? Will be an alcoholic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean these games as I said going into it is like before I remember the, the times at Upton Park I think it was was it um, who was the midfielder that used to score against was it Decore before he moved on It was was it Decore he used to play for it wasn't him was it who was the midfielder that used to play and score against us regularly for West Ham in the midfield someone in the chat box will remember um, but there was someone that used to stick in my mind that always obviously Dimitri Payet when he was there I remember you know, had a decent records, and I think that you look back at some of the other players. Colton Cole have a decent record against Arsenal. When we used to rock up against him. Mm. Chris's face is going. No, he never scored. <laughs> there's always <laughs> feel like there's something about West Ham that was always against us. So why do I feel this way, Chris? I think because it's a London derby, you know. And you and I both come from the east side of London. We both live in live. You know, we were brought up and brought in this environment where you know half of our mates were West Ham. You know, we were chatting about this. My first ever game ever was away at West Ham in 1973. You know, and you can find it on YouTube because I did today. So it's like, you know, it's just a massive, it, 
for some of us, it's almost as big. It's a bigger rivalry than Tottenham, um, just because there are too many people going to, you know, going to come for me when we lose or if we lose. Fortunately, look, as you rightly said, since then they moved to the new stadium, you know, we've got a much, much better record there. The old ground, the bowling ground was fabulous. I mean, it was a proper old school, you know, tight little ground. You know, I, I mean, I'm an eight-year-old kid, right? And my, my dad takes me. My dad doesn't really like football, but his mates are West Ham fans. So, he, so we go with Uncle Tom, you know. And, you know, they push to the front as you used because you standing in those days. And it's like that atmosphere and that excitement and you, everybody being so close has always made that ground really difficult to play at. A bit like Everton, it still is. You go to this big monolithic London London Stadium or whatever it, whatever they're calling it, and I think they've just lost their atmosphere and they've lost that kind of connectivity with some of their fans. And it's just what my mates are telling me as well. And, and, and they're a very different organisation at the moment because of their own shit. So... You know, as much as we love the rivalry, you know, my, my my head says we should we should be comfortable today. Whatever they choose or whatever they decide to do, we should we should be able to go past them. My heart just has this. Oh my God, no, not these guys! I don't want them to be the ones to, you know, to ruin our run through to the to the title. Yeah, I really, really don't. I'm still trying to work out the player as I'm thinking of. I'm going to be Googling frantically whilst all mm. of you speak. Really, I really have got it's not Decore because he was at Watford, not West Ham. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be it's not Kiate. Um, I'm gonna have a right Google whilst you guys are talking. Uh Marcus, you know, earlier in the season we I think it was a fairly comfortable win against West Ham. I know that we went one nil down, um, really against the run of play, but we came back and won fairly comfortably three one in the end. Do you feel like this has a similar feel as, as going in that direction that, that West Ham are going to look good maybe from the start, but overall the quality of the Gunners will run through? I sure hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to start again another game where we go behind. Um, and yeah, we totally dominated. It was a penalty, wasn't it? And yeah, against the run of play, yeah. one nil down and you were thinking, here we go. But this team this year, this season's already totally different to previous. So yeah, no, I'm... I think we have got to win big as well because at the moment everyone's looking at City and if we just scrape by, everyone would be like, oh, look, and they've only just managed to beat a poor West Ham team. West Ham are actually one of the informed teams in the league. They've won three of their last six. OK, they've got smashed in two of the others, but, you know, form table, they are one of the form teams. So can't take them lightly, but yeah, let's hope, isn't it? We haven't conceded a goal away in the London derby this season. So oh, if, that's the stat. Yeah. if that continues, happy days, but yeah. Jesus and co to uh, lead the front line. Was it Mohamed Diame? Is that who I'm thinking of? I think it might have been Mohamed Diame. Um, played for West Ham <laughs> 71 times. I think he scored against us. Um, I'm really, I'm really, I'm desperate to find out who this person is. It's been eluding me. Yes, Mohamed Diame scores controversial goal for Hull against Arsenal, but he did play for West Ham. Um, so that may be where I'm thinking of. Um, but I think maybe even he scored in another game. But I'm, yeah, I'm desperate to word. Yes, thank you, Dad. Mo Diame was the player that I was thinking of. Um, Matthew, uh, West Ham United again, you know, on this thread. They are struggling uh, to kind of make a more comfortable season for themselves. Previously, trying to fight for European places, trying to fight to get into the, the conference or the Europa League. And obviously, they're playing in the conference league. We'll talk about that shortly. But do you, is there any concerns for you going up against a team that are down there scrapping that it's going to become less of the football match that Arsenal maybe want it to be? Um, 
<clears throat> if you'd asked me before to play at Newcastle, yeah. After Newcastle, maybe <laughs> not so much. Um, but the, it's more West Ham. I've always seen it's one of those sort of difficult teams to play against. You no know, sort of like Everton as well. You know, you always know you want to get a hard match. And David Moyes previously has been a good manager. He's sort of that old school manager sets up defensively hitching the counters. This year they haven't really been at it. They're not the same force they were last year. And then <clears throat> even at the end of last year we went there. And we won quite comfortably, you know, and that was, they were a lot better last year than they were last year. And we were better this year than we were last year. So I feel like it's one of those games where we should be able to quite comfortably win. Saying that, you never know. It's London Derby at the end of the day, but uh, I think we should win comfortably. I'm desperate that they're playing in the same way they play against Newcastle because I've never seen a team shoot themselves in the foot more in, in that game. It was horrific. Um, I really did feel for the West Ham fans that spend the evening uh, watching that game and, and, and committing so much time to it because, yeah, it was uh, horrific watching. They they did come back, Chris, last weekend. Um, they got a, you know, a decent 1-0 victory. Is that, do you think, going to have any bearing on this one? Do you think that for a, a team down fighting relegation, is it one game at a time, similar, ironically, to you know a team like ourselves going for the title? Do you think that that 1-0 is in any sense of a benefit or do you think it is again like i say just a one game at a time scenario i think well they've got nine games left and four games against decent teams and five games against teams they they, they think they, they got to you know get some points off of they need nine points to survive you know if i if i check my list if i check my list right they've got bournemouth palace leeds leicester and uh brentford to play Right, they'll be looking at getting their nine points from one of those. I don't think I don't think they'll be coming into this thinking that you know if they get a draw they'll be super happy. I don't, um, I, I'm guessing that they're more interested in Ghent um, at the moment, and I would be if I was them because I think that they can win silverware. And Moisey's never won anything anywhere, so it would be his first silverware even um, ever. So he didn't win anything uh, at Everton or Man United. So I think from their point of view, he's probably moving on the end of the season. As long as they survive, they're not picking this. Anything they get out of this game, they'll see as a bonus. Just looking at the team they use, they're playing actually as we speak right now uh, in the Conference League. The team they've got tonight uh, against against Ariola in goal, who obviously won't be, it'll be Fabianski in goal on the weekend. And it's a back five of Sofal, Johnson, Ogbonna, Ajed, and Emerson. Rice and Downs in the middle. That means Suchek is uh, on the bench, so he's rested at the weekend. And then a front three of Lanzini, Jarrod Bowen, and Danny Ing. So no. Cresswell, no Zuma, no Antonio, no Paqueta, uh, no Corne, no Ben Rama, and no Suchek. So they are arguably Marcus resting players in a sense for us. It was as if we queued that up. I was going to say, I saw earlier they've changed six from last weekend. So, yeah, unfortunately, Chris, they've done the opposite. They seem to be taking the league fixture more serious. They've, uh, yeah, rested six players. And I, was, I looked at the team and thought, I don't know all the players, but when you say there's six rested, that suggests to me Moise is thinking we can do this at home, get away with maybe a draw out there and then carry on with the weekend. But yeah, they, every game is like a cup final for them as well. As Chris said, they've got a lot of teams around them and it's so close at the bottom. I think I did a prediction earlier and they ended up one point surviving, but it's so close, you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Matthew, does that, having heard that lineup, having heard the fact they've made six changes in the weekend, is that 
I don't want to use the word worry you. It shouldn't because, you know, we're top of the table at the moment fighting against teams. As you said, we've watched West Ham with their full strength team play rather comically against Newcastle. But does that surprise you in any way that they've rested that many players? Um, not really. I think they have a bit of a, I wouldn't say false confidence, but confidence in Europe because they're the only team in Europe in all competitions to have won all their games this year. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so this, and it's the third tier. So quite frankly, a Premier League team should be winning that competition regardless anyway, realistically. And they can't afford relegation. So they can't, it, did they get relegated with the, with the stadiums and the finance and stuff? They as a club couldn't afford that. So you know, we have to prioritise league. Even like, it's unlikely for them to get anything against us, but if they can get a point, that could be massive the way things are shaping up. Indeed. Yeah, I think anything when you're down that end of the table against any big side, you know, you often hear about the, the theory of teams writing off games against the likes of City. And you'd hope that maybe we'd start falling in that category, thinking about where we are and they'd start focusing on the games they're more likely to win. But based on that lineup, it seems that they are still looking to try and get a result against us. Why wouldn't they? Obviously, it sounds silly to say that, but, you know, obviously, uh, maybe some of us are expecting a slightly stronger team in Belgium tonight. Let's focus a bit more on on Arsenal, Chris, uh, because obviously with us now out of European competition, we have these gaps between games. We're finding ourselves have extended periods as well with that Chelsea game being moved to Tuesday, which means we've got two extra recovery days after the Man City game. But then obviously there's a slightly less of a recovery period for the Newcastle game. But it spreads out those three games a little bit more for us. Do you look at players in this starting eleven right now that think will benefit from these fixtures not having the midweek exertion of Europe? I think it gives us the time to get over the knocks, the little knocks and the niggles. Um, and it gives us the time to 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 allow people to give them the best possible chance to maintain, you know, the, the same side to the end of the season. Look, ideally, we we make no changes from now to the end of the season. We get no more injuries. You know, maybe Saliba comes back. You know, if we're lucky. Um, but I think you know the reality of it is we we've, we've got a harder run in the Man City in terms of the teams we've got to play, um, and that's what's making this so so interesting because. You know, their running looks looks quite easy. They've got a couple of games that look like they're going to struggle, but the rest of them are pretty straightforward. And we've got like four or five that you're going, oh, this is tight. And, oh, oh uh, you know, you know, we've still got to go away to Newcastle. You know, that's a tough fight. We've still got to go to the West City. You know, so, so I think that's what's making this so much fun because it's sort of like it's balancing out the fact that, yeah, we've got a bit more time to recover and we can have bruises can go down and we can do recovery properly and we can keep keep our best team there. And they've got to play more games, but then they've got a bigger, bigger squad than us and they've got a system that's more embedded than ours. So um, I like the fact from our point of view, this gives us our best opportunity and everything that gives us time to rest and recover and prepare and to be ready and to give us the best chance It'll mean at the end of the season, if it all goes wrong, you know, we'll be able to look back and go, well, you know what? We had a best shot. We tried really hard. We can't blame anybody else. You know, we, we, we've we had our time and we really worked hard. And we've said, you know, I'm not worried if it doesn't happen this year, because I think what we're building now is a start for the, the, the next four or five years. You know, and, and so I think in some respects, we're ahead of where we wanted to be. We're in a really good position. The rest is good for us. You could argue that mentally we have too much rest. And we may be going a little bit faster would be better for us. But I'd much rather have it this way around, given our fixture list. Um, so, no, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, 
I'm sitting on my roller coaster. I and and I know it's a roller coaster ride. I just don't know how close I am to the end of the roller coaster ride yet. It's look a lot. Some people enjoy roller coasters. Others don't. I never used to. I certainly do now. And I feel as though I'm trying to enjoy this title race because it's been, as we say, 19 years since we were last involved. We, I know we've had other kind of close shaves at times. I think about the one of the late noughties as well and the Eduardo injury that kind of put an end to, to ours that season. But I look at where we are and you just, I think you have to just try and enjoy it. Enjoy the football we're playing. Enjoy how we've blown teams away. Enjoy the drama of it all. Enjoy the pressure of it because who knows when we're going to get another one. You know, we hope that we're going to try and establish ourselves up there next season and continue onwards, but there's no guarantees in football. So I think you have to try and enjoy it. Um, so there you go. Uh, Coombe says, Chris is lying to himself, <laughs> saying he's not worried. <laughs> I take his word for it, Coombs. I think he is certainly not worried in any stretch of the imagination. Um, let's talk, Marcus, about individuals then. Uh, obviously, it was a big, big effort against Liverpool at Anfield. There were players that were looked a bit tired. Martinelli, I think, was arguably one. Saka as well another. But I think those two, surely you look at them and go, well, they're going to be really key when we go into this game against West Ham. Yeah, I mean, Martinelli, when he, early days, I was a bit critical of him, his finishing in particular, but he's really come on this season, apart from that pass at Anfield. But other than that, yeah, he was fantastic last week. Um, Saka, I think, faded out, whether, as you said, whether that was his, his not fitness, because he's obviously a fit guy, but in terms of he, he dropped off the game a bit. Um, the, the one that I think we're all more, most well, two is party. Neither that man fit, he is just a colossus. And Mr. 80 minutes, because he always seems to die in the last 10 minutes, Benjamin White, especially when you've got not really got a backup. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised they put him, wasn't it? He, he stayed indoors and did fitness on Monday rather than train, thank God, because keeping him away from the other ones <laughs> as long as possible. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably the scariest part of the team at the moment because if you lose White, there is real question marks about how you kind of work that back line with both Saliba and Tommy Asu not there. For me, it would probably be Tierney coming in to play right back. That would probably be the one that the route that I'd go down. I just can't think of moving Partey out of midfield. I just think he's too yeah. important to that midfield three. So, yeah, maybe that's the way in which we'd approach it. Uh, Matt, when it, I kind of want to ask you lastly about Rob Holding and the Saliba dynamic as well. You know, Saliba, to my understanding, was obviously we're still not hearing anything. Uh, the club refused to say anything on it. We'll hear from Arteta tomorrow in his press conference. There was a rumour going around that he took part a little bit in the recovery session on Monday, but I haven't had that confirmed. I expect it still to be probably Holding uh, this weekend. And what how does that make you feel having holding next? This will be his fourth Premier League game start in a row. And I don't think he's necessarily been, you know, bad by any chance. I think he's maybe surprised a few people. Um, I have no problems with holding really, because he's defender wise, he's top notch. You know, if you there's a reason why Arteta brings him on the last minute he can see games out, because if he's you're when you're back to the wall, you're not gonna get much better than Top Holding Defend. It's everything else, it's, it's his distribution, it's not the same as Saliba, he's maybe not, he's not as quick either. But when you've got, say, as we said, you got Ben White beside him, you got Gabriel behind him, beside him, you got the um, party in front of him, you know, he is protected. So as long as he does the simple things well, which he does do well, then it's fine. Yeah, he might get caught out in the PSE and stuff like that there, but um, no, Rob, he's doing a brilliant job. I say, as long as we just keep the things simple, you do, uh, you know, if he can go back, if he went back 20 years. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's going to be world-class centre-back in people's eyes because that's what it used to be. Just we expect so much more now of defenders that he's just not the same as such. But he's now defending-wise, he's fine. Yeah, no, he's fine. And that, that's all he needs to be between now and the end of the season for me is he's fine. If he has to play every game, if he's fine, that's fine. <laughs> you know, in short, if he's making also, mistakes, that's, that's when we worry. Sorry, go on. I think, come up to the Man City game, I think he's going to look forward to another battle of Holland because I think he did a quite good job in the FA Cup. And I have a mm. funny feeling maybe Arteta played the holding that game just to give him that taste of what it's like to fight with Holland. So if, he, if, this, if, it, if this eventuality did come up, He's ready. That would have been incredible foresight from Arteta. It's <laughs> <laughs> incredible foresight. But uh, no, maybe there's something to it. You know, making sure that those players had the like the, the ability to play in that game because they were going to have to be used at some stage. And now we're seeing that come to the fore in this in this moment. Let's uh, let's go to the lineups then, uh, Chris. I think you're up first. Talk us through your eleven, your choices, and your star player, mate. Yeah, I, look, I, I'm. I think we just, you know. We just go forward the way we are. Okay, so apologies because I didn't put in Smith Rowe. I put oh, in. Oh, sorry, um, I've, changed sorry. <laughs> I've changed the wrong one. That's on me. Go on. Uh, okay. Right, but the question, the big question I had was um, Kieran Tierney versus Zinchenko, um, and I think it, KT needs some time. I think you know we, there, there's a likelihood we're going to need to uh, to call on him at some point, whether it's whether it's on the right or the left. So I'd like to see him with a bit more game time. But in the end, I went with Zinchenko just because I think we need to put these guys away. Um, you know, we're averaging three games, three goals a game. We need to keep that up. We need our goal difference to go up. It gives us, an, you know, you know. I, I realise it's a struggle against Haaland, you know, but actually we can't afford to let that one drop. So for me, I stuck with Zinchenko. And I think the, the, the front three work really, really well. The thing that I would do is I would be a lot I would be a lot more aggressive in um, substitutions once you get to 60 minutes. I think you get people off, um, not because they're not playing well, but because you need to spread things around. And we got you know you got five people you can bring on these days. It's not like the old days where you know you lost a player that was it. So I think I'd be much more around reading the game where we are getting Saka and Martinelli and, and maybe Jesus off. Um, and, and protecting them because we've got great options to bring in behind them with ESR and Trossard. And I think we need to see them play and they need time, you know, in, in, in game, sorry, they need game time. Otherwise it's not the same as playing, you know, behind closed doors at, at Colney. So for me, start, start here, go strong, go with your best team, um, but change quick, change more quickly than we've been doing. Unless, of course, obviously our backs to the wall, and then you just have to be, you know, you just have to be realistic. Absolutely. You know, and do I think, I think, look, I think Odegaard's going to be matching up with um, Declan Rice, right? That's going to be a really interesting key battle for me. I think Rice will keep Odegaard quiet, and I think that will give Saka space. And if White and Saka can use that capability by um, Declan Rice being pulled all over the place by Odegaard, that's why I put him as my main man because I think. This is a great opportunity to open holes for him, you know, and we all know he's super capable of, um, of taking advantage. 
absolutely. Uh, West Ham have just had a goal ruled out by VAR um, in their game. So uh, uh, calm down in the chat box. It's not uh, <laughs> it's not scored yet. So yeah, that's one nil ruled out. Still nil nil there in Belgium. Uh, going next to Marcus. Talk us through it, mate. Uh, well, in your honour of going to Chicago, who else but Chicago in goal? Couldn't be anyone else. Um, as you said, Benny Boy, doubtless will be as your predicted goal later on, Tom. I'm saying that one in advance because we know it'll happen. Um, holding, yeah, because we just don't know with Saliba. How strange do you find that, though? I've never known a player so quiet on an injury front. Usually they're sort of, oh, it could be a couple of weeks. It just, it's really bizarre. I mean, Jesus is pretty quiet as well, to be fair. It was always, you know, like, oh, well, we don't know how long he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, it's very strange. But, yeah, holding. Gabriel, similar to Chris, I was close to putting Tierney in instead of Zinchenko. I just think, I know defensively he's never been the strong point, but even going forward, he's not been the same recently. He sort of starts games well and fades. Um, so I was close to, but I thought, no, as I know you said before, you know, going forward that outweighs his defense. So, and against West Ham, it should work. Midfield, the usual three. I think Xhaka will be pumped up to make amends for last week. I think he'll do well. As Chris said, Odegaard, Paul Rice all over the place, and then party just pull the strings, knock it around, split the lines. Front three, I feel sorry for Trossard if he could play 12 players, I'd put him on there, but yeah, unfortunately, it's 11, and so he's going to miss out. Um, star man, I think could be any of them. They're all stars at the moment, but I think went for Jesus because he sets the tone up front. If he starts shutting West Ham down and you know poaches a goal early, we're on a roll. So that's that's why I went for him. But yeah, you could have any of those eleven as the star man this weekend. Absolutely, yeah, I think any of them really could be. Matt's gone with Jesus as well, but slightly different tweaks to the team, which I'm excited to hear the reasons why. Yeah, so a little bit different. Um, so Ramsdale Nets. I think Gisler really showed what he's all about. He saved his not game, and he's just bad for me. For me, he's been the best Premier League, best keeper in Premier League this year. Um, ben White, best right back in Premier League this year. So obviously he's in. Um, holding Gabriel Sinchenko again. I was also thinking about Tierney, but I think in this game, it's not really a game you're going to have to be as defensively sound. They're going to be in a low block. Sinchenko, he's going to help a lot, sliding in the midfield, picking passes. Um, party gains on droppable against Liverpool. They also thought he's immense. Odegaard is on droppable for us in a big way because if he plays well, we play well. He seems to dictate us so well. Um, and he is, as you've said, Tom, he's basically he's our head on the pitch. He's our he's proved to be a really good captain this year. Um, I went for Smith Rowe over Shaka for two reasons. One, Smith Rowe needs minutes. That's just it. He's there in the bench, he needs to start playing. And this could be a game that could be doing well in. I also think of the last few games he seems to be coming on in midfield. So I, see, I think Arteta sees that as his area is going to be. Um, it's not a dig on Shaka. So the second reason I don't, I just thought against Liverpool that he was kind of tired, especially in the second half. He just wasn't there. He was getting knocked off the ball easily, trying to get fouls, and he wasn't getting them. And I think he just, he's played a lot of football this year. He's been immense for us this year, but I think he just needs a break, rotation. And then the front three, um, we saw against Leeds, Trosser on the right is not really as effective. I think he's been best for us through the middle. Um, but I think he's on, well, he's done so well for us, I think it's a crime to drop him. But then who do you drop him for? And the only reason I took Saka, the only reason I took Saka is again, I thought against Liverpool, he was a bit, he was 
but he wasn't really there most of the game. In fairness, like he's been brilliant for us. He's our star boy, but he's played so much football again. You know, we, we have the options to rotate. And I think this is a game. You think about the how Trossard links up with Martinelli, how Martinelli links up with Jesus, and how Trossard and Jesus linked up against Leeds. It's just it can help us get through a low block, and that's like, I think that's what we're going to get go low block somewhere we better. And I say just rotation. There's nothing wrong with rotation. I mean, you know, teams at the top, Manchester City, you've seen them make one or two changes to their team pretty much every game. So, you know, it's not a bad thing to, to make these suggestions. I don't, I, I like the idea of replacing Xhaka with someone for a game, especially when you want to try and be more dominant and create more chances in the attacking third and Smith Rowe or Vieira uh, are potentially options for that position. Uh, Jesus is someone who I feel next season could be looked at as, as a right wing kind of option. The striker position is something that either with Balogun returning or someone replacing Balogun, if we indeed try to sign somebody, Trossard's fulfilled that role great as well. So there's, there's no reason why Jesus can't be an option for us in a wide area. I remember that game against Nuremberg in a friendly where he came on, started on the right with Nketiah through the middle, scored within a second, and then went on to score again. I think he can play in those wide areas, did for Manchester City as well. So yeah, I absolutely don't see any reason why it's not something we could try in the future or even this weekend let's see um i've gone for the same team because i'm boring um so you know uh, ramsdale white holding gabriel parte or zinchenko left back parte jacques rodegar saka gabriel jesus and martinelli um even though i agree with what i just said and what matthew's saying about potential for rotation it's it's just you know it's we've got the we can use we can afford to use the same team every week I think with the the gaps that we have if we want to if we feel someone's tired we can give them a rest if we need to so yeah I mean let's just just wait and see uh, I can update you and tell you that West Ham have now indeed scored Danny Ings getting the goal as well so it seems uh, I think it was Matthew you were saying right that they've won every game uh, in the way for Conference League so far it seems that they are continuing in that ilk uh, with a 1-0 scoreline. So they'll be very happy with that indeed. Right, let's go to predictions. Chris, scoreline and scorers, please. Chatbox, get yours in there as well. Okay, so I am confident that we're going to score at least three. I think the way they're playing, um, their only real chance of, um, of, of scoring against this is either in a penalty or a set piece. So I'm actually going to go for 4-0 um, because I really, really, really want that to happen, please. Um, I think Holding will get a goal um, in terms of, I think, you know, I think he needs to show that he can do something at the other end of the field. I think Ben White, you know, if Ben White was in um, the West Ham team, he would be their second top scorer from open play. You know, so let's, let's not under... You what know, a play. stat that is. That's incredible. Is that real? They two- so they scored... They've got two players that have scored four goals in the pre- in the Premier League, but one of them has only yeah. sc- two of those were penalties. So oh I, I skewed my stats to open play. So, that, so yeah. So anyway, I don't think he's going to score this week. Um, the others, I think um, Jesus will get a brace, and I think Martinelli will get one. Wow, that's that's one of the best stats I've ever heard. Genuinely, that's amazing. How have they only scored? Individually, four goals. That, or I say, I guess two. You know, from open play. That's that's. that's individually. Yeah. Yeah, individually. Yeah, Jared Bowen and um, Antonio. Oh, I think have both scored four. Antonio. Um, and Antonio's two of those have been from the penalty. So you know, and, and Benjamin. So Bowen's two got four, and they're all from open play. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's incredible. I'm not, I'm not, not the world's greatest man, but anyway. <laughs> 
Marcus, off you go, mate. I was going to say, based on that, maybe they should sign Richarlton next year because he's the uh, Premier League's top scorer, isn't he? Oh, sorry, no, he hasn't scored. Tom's Benny boy has beaten him by two. Um, prediction, I was thinking 2-1, but Chris is right. I think I fancy it's getting three, so I think 3-1. I think, unfortunately, this is the game where we do concede one away, but, yeah, 3-1. I'm going for Zinchenko just to prove me wrong, having said we probably should drop him. Um, Jesus and the informal, I think, Martinelli. So, yeah, 3-1 for me. And Matt, um, I again think we're gonna be free. I think it's gonna be free now. Uh, just again, we've been really good away from the home this year. We've clean sheets, I think, more away, away from home the home this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Jesus with two, Martin Elliot one. Jesus has he's got a fire under him because he's missed half the top of the season. He just wants to prove a point now and show why he's the man. Martin Elliot, he's just been on fire for the last few games ever since he had that mini drop. Um, yeah, it's just come back with a point to prove as well. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so much so that I had the same school on as well, 3 0, uh, except Benny White's getting a hat trick. No, uh, he is getting one and it's going to be a screamer. Um, Martinelli with the other and Jesus with the uh, the third in the game as well. Uh, chat box, Rancid Pumpkin says 2 1 Arsenal, Jesus holding screamer. Uh, Steve Stone's going for a 3 1 Arsenal, Saka Brace. Wesley's going for a 4 0. Um, Jesus with two Saka and Xhaka uh, John says 5-0 to us to get that goal difference up it's a good point actually but we do need because it, it could go down to goal difference so we need to start scoring some I say start scoring we've actually been doing quite well at getting a lot of goals in games 4-1s galore recently uh, Michaela says 3-1 Odegaard with a brace Saka getting a goal there as well uh, Stevens going for a 2-1. Arsenal feel like Xhaka's going to score. Uh, Jason says, if Arsenal are winning 2-0 by the 40th minute, when would you start using the subs? <laughs> yeah, we needed to use them a little bit earlier at Anfield when we were 2-0 up, to be fair. But uh, I think it's going to be slightly different uh, at the London Stadium. Uh, Dom C says, 3-1. Jesus with two and Saka with one. Uh, let's go to Penny Wayne, who says, kidding, we're going to win 2-0 because apparently we're losing Ben White being injured, according to Dan Robert, who's now starting rumours about a knock for Ben White, which I have not seen for the record anywhere. Hopefully we hear more from Arteta yesterday, yesterday tomorrow. Um, but uh, it's unlikely because he never says anything. It's the most frustrating thing as a journalist trying to interview Mikel Arteta because he gives you nout. Uh, Dan's going for a 5-0 uh, Rice with five own goals, which is, you know, very ambitious, um, but it would be rather hilarious to- you know, it would be great just to, to like score, celebrate, lift up his shirt and be like moving to Arsenal. Like that. <laughs> that would be the way to go. Uh, TF says 1-0 Trossard with the goal. Raul says 4-1. Don't see us keeping a clean sheet with holding. That's harsh. Harsh on holding. Uh, Jason says 2-0 uh, to the Gunners. Pat's going for a 2-0 Martin Lee with two. Uh, and uh, Jean says 5-0. I'm assuming that means Martin Lee scoring all five. It can only mean that, surely. Uh, we'll go through the rest of your predictions as we wrap up the show. Chris, thank you so much for your time mate tell people they can find you what can be up to i uh, find me on the discord server or um on the north bank um shouting and screaming and then not being able to talk for a couple of days afterwards because my voice goes <laughs> so that's that's football Lovely stuff. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Marcus, as always, for coming on and sporting, of course, the TGT uniform. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Tell people where they can find you, mate. They can find me on the Discord as well and on Twitter. I put the at sign on this time, at MJC Guna. There you go. Lovely stuff. And Matthew, fantastic debut, my friends. No need to be nervous if you smashed it. So thank you for coming on. Tell people where they can find you, mate. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, just to the Discord server. So. But uh, yeah, it's been good. 
You can find him in the Discord with Gunner Dude one two nine three. So, any reason why the one two nine three? Is that how many uh, times you watched Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> Birthday. Wow, you were born in 1293. Very old indeed. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> really appreciate your time. Drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those uh, notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And fingers crossed we'll have another 6 p.m. show for you tomorrow evening as well, as I say, with Deludaguna, DG, coming on to the channel. Uh, I appreciate a lot of our Western listeners have been leaving comments saying they appreciate the 6 p.m. show, so I am trying to do more for you guys so that there is opportunities for you to jump in the chat box because it's you know it's fair enough that some of you are sleeping at 2 a.m in the morning i have to accept that and you're not always going to wake up for those 8 a.m so i appreciate you tuning in in the evenings have a fantastic evening enjoy your friday tomorrow and i'll see you in the morning have a fantastic one see you soon and as always i'm drastically trying to find the out there it is see you soon and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.